Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic Indie Creator interview. It's your Cave Crusader Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new friend, Rob Rob. Ugh. Rob Rodriguez. I don't know how I got tongue twist on uh, two R's, but here we are. <laughs> it's Rob Rod, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> we are hanging out and breaking down White Owl issue one and his pre-launch for issue two and everything in between. Rob, welcome to the stream. How you been, man? I know we've had the opportunity to chum it up in some spaces, but kind of getting this face-to-face -face is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's definitely different. You know, I've seen your videos a couple times. A lot of the videos have the notifications on. So, you know, I've always like, I'm going to be there on one of these days. <laughs> and here you, you know are. I mean? We finally got you on, man. We did it. <laughs> so uh, give us a little bit about who you are and how you got into uh, creating comics. Uh, well, so I, you know, I've been a writer for as long as I can remember. I think I started writing like novels. But then I was like, you know, like if I publish a book or something like that, I won't really have an audience. I won't really have anybody who go, oh, let, let me read this guy's book. So I just kind of started writing like poetry books, started from there, then went on to like screenplays and stuff like that. Um and then one day I was like, hey, listen, I can do comics. That, like, that's awesome. And then I just I just started. <laughs> I've been here since. <laughs> uh, and you're not only just the writer, but you're also the colorist and the letterist, too. I mean, did you have any experience of that going into this uh, beforehand? I, I have experience with Photoshop. Like, I've used it for a long time. I always knew that it would be, like, a good skill to have. And I've always found the fun to just mess around with pictures, you know, coloring or, or just making a cool edit, you know, so... I had some knowledge of Photoshop that helped me out a lot, but it's yeah, first time, one hundred percent. So when you uh, initially made that jump into comics, like what was that experience like for you? It seems like it's such like uh, it could be such a big process. I, I know you said you had some script uh, work, uh, so that might have helped a little yeah. bit. But like just diving into not only writing but coloring and lettering, that just seems like it's so much to do it, at once. It took, it took way longer than I thought it was gonna take. Like for the second one, I'm trying to like find a better pace. So I can like do it better, but it's just like the first issue. I think it took almost a year to finish completely. I was like, mm -hmm. dude, I can just do an issue a year. That's too much. So like, I'm trying to find a better pace. But the whole reason I started coloring and, and lettering myself was really to save money, <laughs> you know. So I don't have to pay someone else to do it. But um, you know, I'm I'm still learning. It's a pro it's a learning process, and I feel like I learned a lot. So uh, who's all involved on the creative team, though? I know we've uh, established your roles, but uh, who's uh, the the penciler for you? Uh, it's this guy. Uh, his name is Jonathan Espinosa. Uh, just some guy I found online. He lives in um, Colombia, I think. His art is just amazing, man. I worked with him one time, I think. I, I was looking for an artist, and he was like, "Hey, listen, man, I could be your artist." And I'm like, uh, "Like, can you draw something for me? Like, like can I see? Like, you know, I'll, I'll give you something, you know." And I, have, I don't just want work free. And he was like, "Yeah, just give me a, give me a like, like a prompt, and I'll, and I'll shoot you." And I was like, "All right." So I told him pretty much the very first panel of the whole issue. And he sent me back an image and I was like, all right, like you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that is so you. awesome, man. Yeah. And I, I put the panel in the in the actual issue. So that first panel, that was the pretty much his introduction to me, like how he started. So when you jumped in, I know you had some experience with Photoshop, but lettering, I heard, is its own type of art within itself. Like lettering can be very hard to do. How'd you kind of get some experience with doing that? I think it was um I was working at this job and I would drive like 40 minutes every morning. So I would just like go on youtube or go wherever you know lettering uh, try to just absorb as much as i can about the lettering i feel like i learned a lot but there's so much to learn um i feel like the second issue will probably be better um mm -hmm. from the lettering perspective um but i'm still gonna do like a revision of the first one fix a few things that i saw that i'm like yeah i don't really like that so um, I, I mean you said it, it has taken roughly about a year to get issue one out like how's that year been for you it was it mostly kind of just learning along the way or some trials it, and yeah. tribulations yeah, pretty much just learning along the way. Um, 
at first it was you know it was like let's get this out let's do it i was just every day that that coloring 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 and then i realized after like two weeks doing that i kind of burned myself out i was like dude like i see colors <laughs> like everywhere i'm seeing i see colors floating and i just mm -hmm. see like lines and artwork and i'm like this is not good so i kind of like <laughs> took like a month or two off and then i came on fresher you know i, I found a way to make the the process a little better a little faster mm -hmm. and you know I, I feel like i got a good pace now no, that is awesome. So let's kind of start breaking down White Owl a little bit. This is an interesting story about Theodore, who uh, discovers he has superhuman or supernatural abilities. Yeah. Uh, the first taste of that we get um, is him kind of being like bulletproof, which I thought was a really like interesting introduction to it. Uh, give us a little bit more about kind of like what went into creating White Owl, like some of your inspirations and some of the early steps. I feel like for the character himself, um, I took a lot of inspiration from Men of Steel Superman um he, he's a really great character that i love and i felt like um a lot of people hated on him because he was his name is superman <laughs> so if it was just another character written that way he would have been lost but um mm -hmm. i feel like he was a really good character um very selfless and very like stoic heroic kind of like always trying to do the right thing so i felt like um i could do something similar to that and then when he's like suited up full-on white owl i felt like he also you know it, it would be fun for him like he would have fun with this it would be Spider-Man-esque, like like a lot of like Spider-Man. He would just he won't just be like all serious and stuff how he is normally usually on his regular thing. But um, you know he'd be like having fun. He'd be doing his thing, and and not necessarily cracking jokes, but you know it would be visible that he's that he mm -hmm. loves it, something that he likes. So I started from that, and then you know the whole idea of how superheroes don't kill, and you know if a superhero kills, he's automatically an anti-hero, and this guy's dark or this guy can't be a hero. I was like, um, what if we change the situation, right? What if we made it so that he has no option in the matter? Like, it's not something he wants to do. It's something that he does because of, you know, his past and his trauma. And it's something that he's actively trying to change. So I wanted to like kind of, um, you know, explore that a little bit, see how, how that would um, change the way he's perceived by people. So was that influenced by any chance from Man of Steel? That right there? Because I know uh, Superman had the choice, where, you know, where he had to kill General Zod uh, because yeah. he had no choice, right? So uh, I'm curious, like, kind of, uh, was that some inspiration for you? It was, it, it was, it definitely came a little from there, but I, I would say it's very different because um, the way that it started in the first issue, you don't get the full story, but um, he's, he's, um, he has a dark past, right? He has some trauma in him and there's a certain type of individual that you see in the first uh, three p pages that when he encounters them, it's not like he can control him. So it's not like, ah, I'm going to take you, you know, to my friend, um, the cop that's going to put you in jail. He just sees red. He just completely loses it and ends up doing something he regrets. So that's because of his past. You know, he sees himself as uh, mm -hmm. the person, you know, they abused or, or whatever. And he just he can't see past it. So he just kind of, you know, goes berserk. And You know, and just, but I think mm -hmm. any any person like you know any one of us put in his shoes probably would have done the same in, in that in that particular exactly situation yeah. yeah because it's something like think about it i mean the the, the story of him he was like uh, abused when he was younger and this was something that went on for years and this is something that shaped him entirely and this is something he still hasn't even gone you know gotten over so it's like all right you know like i got these powers i, I could help people so then he starts helping people and then i don't know where he finds this guy that's this like other guy that used to do these horrible things to him when he was younger and suddenly he's a little kid again and he's not you know it's trauma it's the way mm -hmm. it works with his mind that's why i wanted to sort of change the situation a little bit to where he doesn't even want to do this and he doesn't enjoy it at all it's just something that happens and can he still be a hero if this is a factor on him you know you, so you add was, like, interesting such depth and personality to this uh you know mm -hmm. why why go uh this route with it you know why have your yeah. your hero be burdened with uh 
or I wouldn't admit burden isn't the right word. Let me rephrase that. Why have your hero uh, experience trauma and and have the weight of that kind of like yeah. you know on his shoulders? I feel like I, it, it it's it comes down a lot to representation as well. Um, you know, I feel like it hasn't been a big uh, showing of, of 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 people who have been through this. I'm not saying I've been through it myself because I haven't, but I feel like you know uh, it's it's something that's important to tell, and it's something that can definitely shape a person. And mm -hmm. if they have these special abilities, it would be even a much greater change. It won't just be, you know, a little thing that happened in my past that I forgot about it. It would be something that's constantly there, something that you're trying to change and something that shapes you. And I feel like, you know, with his girlfriend, she's also helping him out with that. She understands the whole reason they met was because of this thing. But mm -hmm. there's more on that later. And I really love too. He doesn't have a, a costume in the beginning. Like you yeah. see him kind of sitting back and being like, "Dude, I don't even have a name. I don't have a costume. Yeah. Like, what am I doing with life?" And I think that is a side of uh, being a superhero that we don't readily see. Like we see their training arcs, we see them get the suit, but we don't see them really contemplate. Being trained by this crazy yes. um, 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 master uh, technique guy who's just like does everything and knows everything and teaches him how to fight like better than anybody else. That's yeah, why. I, I, with the story, I wanted to change, like, do a lot of the things that aren't really presented in most comic book media. You know, like the things that are not forgotten per se, because it's been there, it's done. It's just like things that aren't, you know, as important to other writers, perhaps, as I think it should be. So, what's your what's your thoughts about the themes of uh, superheroes killing in the mainstream media? Like, I know we kind of danced around it a little bit, but I mean, do you think it's done properly? I mean, with shows like. The boys, I think it's really like getting to a point where it's starting to get amplified even more, yeah. where they're starting to break away from superheroes being just friendly and like kind of showing that some heroes can kind of be assholes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, with um, the boys, I think that they took uh, like uh, a theme from the comic that really works well with the, with the show. It's way better than the comics, but it, it just works so well because it's never really been done this way. You know, you've never really seen how every single superhero is just an asshole in his own way or, mm -hmm. or, or you know, a complete little baby <laughs> or something like that. And I think it's really fun to see that. But um, so they definitely changed the game in that aspect. But uh, I think it, it works. And a lot of people, I, I don't like the rigid idea that a hero can't kill. Right. I, I believe that a hero sometimes is a hero because he kills. Right. I mean, like if there's somebody that's um, threatening to, to, to do something terrible or, or, you know, do something that's going to cost a lot of lives and there is literally no other option but to end his um, a hero shouldn't be seen as someone else because he chose to taint his like morality or something. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, this guy killed. He's too dark. Oh, he's not a hero. He's an anti-hero or, or he's a villain who, who did good that one time. Or, you know, it's like, like uh, the, the trolley question, like hitting the switch uh, to kill one person versus a group of people. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's a tough, tough call. But I mean, uh, in the end, I mean, saving a lot of people versus killing one. That's such a, a, a it's one of those lines that it's like exactly. so blurry. People don't know how to walk it, you know? And like if we think about the first like like heroes or what were heroes before, like we've been thinking about the fake stuff. We can go back to soldiers and, and military and all these people. Like they're heroes because they kill, right? I mean, like are we they're calling not the people who killed heroes. like Osama bin Laden anti-heroes? You know, <laughs> exactly. It's just like <laughs> it's an idea that grew and grew, and now it's just so big. And I kind of hate it, and I kind of wanted to change that. So that's that's where the whole uh, feel story came from. I was like, how can I do this? How can I make a hero that does this thing, hates it, doesn't like it, wants to change it, but can't stop himself? You know. Mm -hmm. So what happens in issue one? Let's kind of set the pace leading up to issue two. Okay, so um, on issue one, on the first three pages, I wanted to be a little subtle about it, you know. Um, I didn't want to go like, hey, listen, uh, this guy uh, just murdered this guy or, 
right? This guy just, you know, did all these things. Mm -hmm. So I went a little bit subtle. It was just like, you know, he's saving these girls. He goes into a room. He sees them. Um, the reader doesn't know that, but he sees himself and these girls. This has been in the same situation or a similar situation. So then, you know, he sees the guy. And he's like, you know, do I control myself? Like, do I do I do what I should do? And then he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. I like, love that. He's like, nah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I fuck this guy, bro. Like, I, did you see that? Nah. <laughs> so then, you know, after that, he, you know, he has a little conversation with his girlfriend, and you can see that she already knows about it, and she's sort of, you know, helping him change this part about himself. Well, it, I don't think it's very apparent in the. First, well, yeah, kind of is that she, she hates it. She doesn't like it at all. It's not something that she's like. Oh, yeah, this is fine. Like my boyfriend can just kill people. Like I don't mind at all. But you know, it's something that she's trying to change with him. And trying to help him change because she knows that he can't be better and um i think that, that was a really cool like contrast between their relationship then we have him you know go to his house they they have a conversation in the morning um normal conversation nothing nothing crazy about it she's just telling him like hey listen man, you can't do that shit again like this is like the second time you know like mm -hmm. since we've been together she didn't really say that but canon canonically <laughs> that's the way you say it. um that's how it is and then after that he goes you know she tells him you can't go out but that's because she's planning to get him the soup he doesn't know that because you know she wants to make it like a little present or something yeah he doesn't even you know and then um after that he he does go out he sees some guy getting jumped and he can himself help himself but jump in and we got a scene where you know the guy like gets spooked like oh this guy just like landed from a building what up then he shoots him and then he's like did she like if i was anybody else because at this point he didn't even know he was bulletproof either Mm -hmm. He had no idea. He just thought he was strong. He could do the super jumps and do all these great things. But he didn't know he was bulletproof. So when he shot him, he was surprised himself. He was like, oh, did I just, if I was anybody else, I, I would be like super dead. <laughs> so so uh, there's another interesting yeah. uh, person who's also a uh, bulletproof or bullet prevention. I forgot bullet reduction. I, he, bullet resistant. <laughs> yeah, bullet resistant. Yeah. Uh, and he is one mean SOB. Holy oh, yeah. crap. Who? So who, like, who is he? Like, what, what's uh, his role in this? That's the mercenary slave. Uh, he's, uh, he's a character that I took a lot of, like, inspiration from different things. I think a little bit was um, Deadpool, Deathstroke, that kind of, like, character trope a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. He's a little different, though. He has, like, sort of, like, veins, veins powers. Where he like injects himself with something where he, like he he lets lose a, a a sort of power that's inside of him that makes him grow grow way bigger and become bullet resistant. Dude, there is one uh, panel uh, in particular where he just has uh, like three or four people individuals on the barrel of his assault rifle just shooting him and it's just counting down all the bodies and on the last one he like throws a knife. I'm like, dude, that is so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> there was a there was a line that I had there where he was counting down. He was like, uh, six, five, four three two one and then he no three two and then he was like one more and then he just sees him and grabs a knife and you can see that the guy's reflection on the mm -hmm. knife that was like like a last minute addition that i did when i was doing the colors and then he just so then like when he said that i was like originally i had him say something like one more and then he throws a knife and he's like no more but then i took it out i was like oh, that's kind of corny mm -hmm. but i think I'm, i might put it back in in the revision i don't know no, I, I I love it too. Uh, their initial uh, confrontation was uh, rather interesting too. And we're gonna get the opportunity to pull that up, but before we do, uh, let's kind of dive into issue two. So where are we gonna see issue two uh, taking us? And before any, you know, for everyone that is watching right here, let me pull up the uh, pre-launch. Be sure to uh, check this out. We are currently sitting at twenty-four followers. Let's get that up and yes. let's hit at least thirty followers. 
Let's get it. I accidentally sent that to you. I don't know why I sent that to you, but <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. I'll see you uh, later. So right, right there. Be sure to pull that up. Be sure to follow it. And most importantly, share it, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, thank you, thank anywhere you. you can. Word of mouth is 100% free. So uh, go ahead, take the wheel. Give us a little bit about issue two. So issue two would be my, my world building issue, right? We, I wanted to start the first issue with my couple Theo and Nubia and, and go with, with a little bit of Slay who's like, um, he, uh, sadly, I, I just kind of want to say it because I don't want people to expect it, but there's not a lot of him in issue two. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's just not much, but that's because there's just so much in issue two that I'm already, you know, trying to get established, trying to make sense of it and trying to like pace it out a little bit because we have another character whose name is Paradox. Um, he's coming up in issue two, his introduction and his origin. And then we also have another superhero named uh, Momentum. And she's getting introduced in the second issue. She's a speedster. That's um like the picture the I said. The blue costumes? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I, I'm taking like a little a li uh, little liberties with her. For example, like her power. She kind of burns when she reaches like supernatural speeds. That's, and you know, that's the whole super purpose. Uh, she, she does have a healing factor, but, you know, she can't do it for a long time. Or else she'll burn herself to death. <laughs> I think that's a nice caveat to have, too. So that way... You know, because the Flash has the biggest thing. He could just keep running everywhere. It's like... Exactly. You could just, this man could go back in time, see dinosaurs, and then come back for, like, lunch or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like how you uh, made it to where, you know, she can't do that all the time. Yeah. Like, she, she could do it. She just can't do it for a long time. I think every power I'm putting, like, I'm trying to make something... It's like, it's fun, sure. But it shouldn't all be fun. It should There should be some side effects to it. Or there should be something that happens that isn't that much fun. Like, for example, with Paradox, he's like... He's a character inspired by Doctor Manhattan. He's mm -hmm. he's the most powerful character in the in the in the whole comic, no star. But the downside to his power is that as he gets more powerful, he he loses his humanity little by little. You know, he starts not caring about things, or or, or he doesn't feel anything at all. Like he, you know, and it, that's a very big um, thing of his uh, character because the person who he was was a really good great person because mm -hmm. it's it's a whole thing like his power like the way the powers happen in this universe is sort of nobody really knows there's no answer people just wake up one day and they're, hey look i can do this <laughs> so um no, that is awesome yeah you know a lot of different powers they they don't get activated right people wake up powers for different reasons so some powers marinate through generations and they mm -hmm. never get awoken and as they marinate they become stronger and stronger and stronger and that's the case with um paradox so he's throughout the not this issue particularly but throughout the story he will be getting new powers as he goes on making him you know lose a little more of his humanity awesome man let's go ahead i think right now is a perfect segue for us to pull up issue one over on global comics you guys watching can read this for free as well yes, uh th in its entirety that is so awesome are you gonna be putting issue two up there as well or uh, I, I'm thinking of maybe putting issue to like the first, it's going to be 28 pages. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking maybe the 15, the first 15 pages I'll make free and then uh, make the rest for like a dollar or something. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I might just put it all entirely free. I'm not sure. I, I'm still thinking about it. And right there is the pre-launch for uh, the Kickstarter upcoming. When are you going live with that Kickstarter? Uh, I'm thinking the way I want to do it, I, I want to make it risk free, right? I want like the backers to know that I'm not going to. It's not gonna be like, oh, I backed this. Where, where is it? You know, or, mm -hmm. or this um never got funded. You know, like so. I want to make sure that by the time I go live, the issue is at least ninety five percent done, ninety percent done, so that by the time it finishes, I have it done. I'm waiting for prints, and then you know it could get shipped out quickly. So, so I'm thinking uh, Feb, Ma March, maybe. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's right around the corner. Yeah, and then you know, then I'll you know use that that same money to start. You know, give me a boost start on issue three. Mm -hmm. 
So this first panel right here is the one that uh, sealed yeah. the deal for you and your artist? That's the one he drew. That's awesome. He, he actually dude. didn't have it when he actually drew the pages, but I was, hey, bro, you remember that drawing you made? Like, put it in there. That looks awesome. <laughs> it's great. That's so cool. Yeah, he made that. I was like, bro, like, you're the guy. Like, you just have the style. You, I can tell you're great with, like, you know, uh, uh, the the body, the, 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 the artwork lines, the mm -hmm. just everything about it was great. So here we have Theodore um, coming across uh, two, uh, you know, it, I took it as uh, kidnapped children. Yeah, that's exactly um, what And uh, this is where, you know, we were talking about it. He kind of has that mm -hmm. moment where he like loses it. And when he's um, looking at his hands right there, you can tell that he says something like, did I do it for them? Or like, did I do it for me? Like, what, what, what is this, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's in uh, eternal like 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 turmoil that he's going through, you know. Yeah, I love the emotion too, the way you know he he's kind of like fighting it, and you know she. You can she tell he hates uh, it. He did yeah. not something he likes. It's not something that he goes like, oh yeah, I did a good thing, you know. I also love how uh, like um playful this relationship is too right yeah. here we have like the little butt squeeze and she's like oh you have hands like that's like your typical relationship right like so i love yeah, how you I, interjected I probably that probably have a girl tell me something like that before i don't know <laughs> and then right here we have him kind of sitting there and he's like you know a superhero with no name and no costume like yeah. so kind of reflecting on like almost like how how he feels like a failure you know being yeah, this like he's like i'm starting this but i have nothing like what is this and you can tell that right before that his girlfriend's like, don't go out. So she's already planning to get him the suit. So even though she's not in the room with him, she knows exactly how he feels. So I got to ask you, we were talking earlier. You said you were helping, uh, you know, family move. Uh, is that was the Brooklyn reference here, like due to that? Or was this like before the move happened? Uh, no, it's just like <laughs> I live in Queens and I like Brooklyn and it's just cool. Like I, I felt like um, at least for people who live here, they would know that that's a pretty big distance to jump, you know? You go like, oh, I'm in Brooklyn. And you're like, oh, holy shit, I'm in Brooklyn. Like, you automatically think, where was this guy? Was he in the city? Was he was he in Queens, somewhere else far? Like, so, you know, he's like, it's in a whole different other county. Like, he mm -hmm. jumped pretty high, you know? And it's something that you would probably say yourself if you jump. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm in this other state or this other place. Yeah, yeah. This kind of gave me uh, Spider-Man 1 vibes, uh, where he uh, goes to jump the building to test his abilities, right? Yeah. Uh, except yeah. this time, it looks like your guys like was ultra successful. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then you know he fell, but he, he took it good. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that, I feel like. That's the obligatory superhero scene <laughs> when he's first discovering his powers. Mm -hmm. Like, what can I do? Can I do this? And then here we have uh, that confrontation where he finds out that he's bulletproof. Uh, and I, I love uh, how he, you know, the moment he realized, like he's like, "Kill me!" Uh, like, what do you mean, kill me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't mean to. And he's like, you didn't mean to what? Kill me? Because <laughs> so I would have been dead. His skin might not be able to be penetrated by bullets, but he does sustain some damage. We can kind of see the yeah, bruising right here. Yeah. You know, so I, what's the extent of well, his... That was hard uh, to do, man. Those bruise, bruises, it was really hard to do. I couldn't figure it out when I was coloring it. <laughs> so, like, with his skin, like, can it be penetrated? Or, like, what's, what's I guess, his uh, his scaling? It's, it's indestructible. He's, um, he, they, they, he cannot be penetrated by anything. It's um that's his power invincibility. Well, okay. not invisibility per, per se, but um his skin is invincible pretty much. But that would be oh man, kind that, of a like right? two bladed uh sword in itself. Like you yeah. might not be able to get penetrated, but you can feel it, and that you might be even it. worse, right? And and if there is a way that somebody were to get inside him, his insides are just like everyone else. So you know it's like tricky too. But more on that on later issues. <laughs> 
And then we kind of get our introduction right here to the mercenary, and he is one bad lad. I love how, like, you know, dual wielding uh, the the rifles on the shoulders. He has the pistols on the side, the knives right he here. Like he's this... very nineties, and I love that. I love yeah, that. he's ready for it too. Has yeah, the blonde yeah. spike like butch cut. Yep. In the mask. Uh, so what? What's up? The mask looks so visually striking. Is there any like symbolism behind it? Uh, there. The only symbolism behind the mask, I, I think, would be the personality of Slay. You mm -hmm. know, Slay has a real name. He's a real person. And the mask is what made him, you know, who he was in the mercenary world or whatever. So the person, the, the mask simply uh, represents himself or the other self. But um, the way the, the guy drew it, I just saw him like something, um, some some Japanese looking um, mm -hmm. you know, um, stuff. And he drew that. And then I was like, I asked my brother, I was like, hey, bro, you want to help with the coloring? He said, yeah, show me a page and I'll do it. And he actually colored that entire page by himself. And oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's like spot on with yours, too. Yeah, right? And when he made the, the mask, he was like, bro, like, I'm thinking of making the little horns like red, like a, like a reflective red. Like, it almost shines. And I was like, bro, do it. <laughs> and then he did it and it looked amazing. And then on the other side, so we have two interesting things going on. We have uh, Slay over here just like blowing heads off. But then we see Theodore and his girlfriend uh, getting the suit, like this exchange of the suit. So I love how it's like one's ultra violent, one's loving, yeah. you know, like the two different worlds colliding. Yep, that was definitely like uh, intentional a little bit. And before that, too, you get the, the little cut. It was between Nubia and Slay, um, like right there. The one right like a few pages before. Wait, well, what you do you mean? Uh, if you go up a little bit, press up, scroll up. The pages before that. Uh, that uh, this page right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. So like on that one page, you see that he has a, a, a direct cut between um Theo's girlfriend and Slay. Mhm. Mm All of a purpose, you know. Yeah, that but is. But can't say much on. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. That that has some pretty serious implications. It seems like. I don't know. And then right know. here, this was the panel that I was talking about where you kind of have him going up against uh, these four right here. Crazy. It's such a cool image right Man, here. It's just like, I love how that came out. The colors, yeah. like, you see it with the gun and the flashes and the red. I just love how that came out so much. I think it looks great. I use actually those three panels on the bottom where he throws a knife to like whenever I disagree with someone on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, you said something I don't, I don't like. <laughs> And then we get uh, a look at the first uh, glimpse of him in the suit, and this is badass. What was some of your uh, direction with the artist for the suit, like the design? I told him to take a lot of inspiration from Spider-Man, to be honest. Um, he sent me like the first thing that he did, and I was like, I don't really like this, so I looked for some reference, mm -hmm. and I was like, uh, something more like this, you know, like like something like that you could tell that he's flexible, that or like, he just landed there type of stuff. He's not posing or anything like that. Superhero and, landing, we gotta get it, man. Yeah, exactly. It's important. <laughs> One of the must must haves, right? <laughs> then we have how he comes up with his name, sort of. That's yeah, one I of the pages that I want to revise a little bit. I don't like. I love the social media, like right here, like on Instagram and such. That was gonna be a whole thing, to be honest. I was gonna do like, uh, you know, have you ever played this uh, the Spider-Man game for PS4? Mm -hmm. uh, they had there was like a loading screen, and on that loading screen. You would see like posts from different New Yorkers saying, "Oh, Spider-Man." Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do something like that for it, like you know, the last two pages would be people talking about White Owl. Or, or no, that is so. That's actually that. That's a really cool concept. I love that. Yeah, and then I still we haven't get, done it, but I might. 
a huge showdown right here. So we see White Owl going up against the mercenary. And I love this this brawl because he's like, oh, you're superpower too? Like, yeah. so am I. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> he, that was, he had never encountered someone like that before. So it was new to him, you know. He's like, yeah, I'm right here, catches his punch. He's like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm just going to punch this guy and be done and go about my day. But then the guy's like, hey, um, I got powers too. And then right here, he rips off his shirt. He's like, actually, I'm bullet resistant. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really cool, too, because you can tell he's not bulletproof. But he's, he's, he's on his way to get there, kind of. <laughs> or and then we see we see him right here injecting it, too. So yeah. what what is the serum? Do you have uh, uh, anything you can give us about that? Or is it spoiler, so, spoiler territory? Yeah, so, um, he was experimented on, right? And his actual natural form is like that, um, when he's big like that. The problem with that is he's more... He's more temperamental, more more primal when he's in that form. He just follows emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. So after a while, you know, been years being like that, um, he just sort of um, found this antidote or this um, little cure. Not a cure, but he can kind of like keep it down for a little bit. So he would have to be taking that like every few weeks or so to keep himself from turning. Or And he has the other one where he could just like inject that and automatically turn. And then I love her. I hear like he's about to smash these guys, but then White Owl yeah. comes in here to uh, stop it. Uh, real quick, we have J. Michael Miller stopping in to say action looks great. Jay, welcome to the stream. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I love this showdown too. And then he busts out a freaking grenade launcher because what superhero <laughs> showdown isn't whole without a grenade launcher, dude? Without an explosion, right? <laughs> I love it, man. You, you, you're he's saying equipped, he's like man. 90s influence, and this is about as 90s as it gets right here. Like thank Terminator you, 2 you. vibes, you know? Yep. <laughs> definitely um, um, on purpose. I definitely thought of that. It was uh, it was just so, such a cool character. I'm like, he's got to be, you know, he's got to have everything. Mm -hmm. This guy. So, you know, what a great way to end the fight than to have them sort of you know sort of blow everything away and escape in the wind in the, and in then the, uh in the so we have him uh kind of getting hemmed up uh, with the police right here it looks like that was really cool for me because i love when like serious moments bringing like just ridiculous little things mm -hmm. that it shouldn't really be there or if you saw it without context it will make absolutely no sense mm -hmm. like the man is talking about an omelet <laughs> i find that <laughs> hilarious <laughs> And then uh, I, I kind of love how this uh, ends up too. This is like such a trippy like panel right here. Like they're both sleeping in bed. And then uh, so is he like phasing through the wall? Yeah, he's like uh, he teleports. So like, you know, he has many different ways of doing it. He could literally just like vanish or he can just sort of open a portal mm -hmm. uh, wormhole type that would just um, you see has like some um, space kind of like uh, themes going on or something. I don't know, but uh, it's. He's just the power that he has, and he's the type of person that he's not really big on boundaries. As yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love the part where he's like, appear in my living room and knock like a normal person. <laughs> and I, I love this, too. We see uh, the mercenary driving off, and uh, he's uh, reaching out to a contact right here. Um, you can actually see the messages if you sort of can zoom you? in. Let me, yeah, yeah, let me do that. Yeah. Uh, the, actually, that girl over there, she's the one that he's, that, that's waiting on him. Just a little dark, but it's there. I also love how Global Comics has this double page uh, yeah. layout. It makes it like so clear. You know, I don't know if I can see it in the double page. Let me see if I can get it in the single. Probably in the single and then just zoom in. I usually, to be honest, do the, the one scroll for some reason. That's just how I like it. No, I do too, uh, but it's easier to show two pages at yeah. once. Yeah. About it's half the clicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to let me zoom in just because the way I have it pulled up. But uh, yeah. so what's going on here? If you can give us a little time. bit. 
Um, so more on this comes in issue three. Uh, mm -hmm. This is pretty much what Slade's going through or what it is. This is his girlfriend at the time. Uh, maybe not his girlfriend, but somebody who, um, a loved one, let's say, right? Um, so he was, he was supposed to meet her and they were supposed to, I don't know if I can say without spoiling, but he was just supposed to meet her and mm -hmm. he was getting the money from that job that he was doing to to do something with her right i, I don't okay. want to spoil it but no i got gotcha. um, so, so yeah so the fact that he didn't wasn't able to complete the job um makes him sort of prideful in a way that he's not gonna and he you can tell that he's looking at the messages like you know she's telling him something like oh uh, where are you and then she's like you know i'll i'll know you i know you'll come i'm just waiting I'll, I'll and wait he has here. a message on sent too yeah he wrote something like i can't face you after i'm failing you or something like that but you know the idea is that he deletes the message and he doesn't mm -hmm. send it at all but it's kind of hard to show no it's that funny is awesome. the way i actually send that i sent the messages to my girl and she was like what the fuck, baby <laughs> and i was like no 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 send send this back to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that is awesome so yeah. after going through uh issue one and for everyone watching right here is the link to the pre-launch for this uh for issue two what would you like to say to anyone who might be on the fence about backing uh issue two when it launches I would say that if the first issue felt a little bit, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say small because there was a lot of stuff happening, right? Um, but if it felt like it just wasn't enough of a, an established world, issue two will definitely correct that. There are many characters coming in issue two. Um, there are more characters in the story overall, but from issue two, I think it's where the story really starts to take shape. You know, we have, we get more relationships that are important uh, going forward. We get more characters that are important going forward. And we get just a bunch of epic stuff. It's gonna, it's called the bloody path. So you know it's gonna be bloody, it's gonna be dark, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna have heart, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, another trip, I think. That is so awesome, man. Thank you so much for swinging by and breaking down Whiteout issue one and two. This was an awesome time. Before we wrap things up completely, I always love ending the show on a strong note, and that's asking for a bit of advice. So for anyone out there who is struggling getting going with writing or art or anything in between, what advice would you have for them to help them just get motivated to start? I think you just got to do it, man. You just you just have to sit down and be like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do this. If, if you mm -hmm. can't sit down, if you don't have a computer, you don't have the time, go on your phone, go on a notes app. You're in the train, you can write a little bit. You're in somewhere else, you can write a little bit. Sometimes I write two pages. Another day I write three pages. Another day I write four pages. By the month, I realize I have the whole issue mapped out. Mm -hmm. And then I just put it on, on Google Docs or wherever and start fixing it up. So it's just like, it's just get started. But when I started uh, White Owl, I was working on another comic with a friend of mine that it's called Faint. I think that's still the best comic writing that I've ever done. It's like super dark. It's super fun. It's like, it's it, we're still going to make it, but um, it, it was taking a long time. And my friend mm -hmm. was, hey, listen, I'll draw you writing. Uh, let's do this. And I was like, let's do it. But, you know, he got two kids. I have two kids. He has a full time. I have a full time. So it's hard. But uh, we've decided that we're going to hire somebody for it. So, you know, after, you know, it took so long to do that. I was like, listen, like, I really want to want to have my comic out there. So, yeah, I just yeah. started writing White Owl. And to be honest, I my first it, it wasn't even fully prepared when I found the artist. I found them and I was like, damn, I, I kind of have to fix the script a little bit. So, like, I spent <laughs> like two days just just mm -hmm. trying to fix the whole thing, just going hard. And, and yeah, because I had I had the whole issue mapped out, but it was just like it wasn't written like a script. It was just like my ideas thrown in there. You know, it, it was. I could I would not be able to let anybody else read that that it wasn't me because they wouldn't they wouldn't understand it they would be like what is mm -hmm. this bro <laughs> what are you writing <laughs> no that is so but, awesome you know, fix it up and and you know 
just just get started i think that's that's all it is just if you manage to, to write one page today you can write another page tomorrow and you just keep doing that by the end of the month you have the whole thing mapped out yeah yeah 24 days you have to, uh, 24 pages that is awesome Rob, thank you so much swinging by this was awesome awesome chat you everyone watching right here is the link to sign up for the pre-launch let's get that we're at 24 let's get it to 25 i'd like to see it hit 30 though uh let's keep pushing <laughs> let's go. it uh aubrey chris uh, diamond uh over on youtube good advice uh, yeah i think that is really sound advice as well um everyone watching this has been a fantastic wednesday new comic book day make sure you sign up but most importantly guys keep it geekly keep it geekly <laughs> all this right